Looking back at the week that was, this is the BBHL Recap. Welcome to the BBHL Recap, brought to you by Belvedere Maintenance. Recapping week nine in the league. Kingsman fell 2-1 to the Churchers. Mike Brownie with the one Kingsman goal. Bernie Blaney with 26 saves in the loss. Churchers got a goal from Isaac and BR, as well as two assists each from Tav and Quinn. Punishers fought to a 2-2 tie. Nick Mags with two points in the tie. Drew Pelucci with one goal. Matt Petulli and Eddie with the Punisher's goals, and Justin Romeo with 14 penalty minutes. Yikes. Blazers beat the Ducks 4-2. Chris Domsodi with three points. Kyle Armstrong with two points. Adam Strumus also with two points. Johnny and Sandro had the one goal each for the Ducks. Check out BelvedereMaintenance.com for, for all your commercial and industrial cleaning needs. Presenting the BBHL Podcast. For the Brotherhood, by the Brotherhood. Here are your hosts, Banger and Hands. Welcome to the BBHL Podcast, Episode 4. My name's Hands, alongside Banger here. We're, we have a very special guest with us. The first time we have one guest on the show. A lot of excitement about, about on this guy. <laughs> Isaac, can you give a little bit of detail about our guest? I will say before I'm going to give detail, he's very nervous, so bear with him. Uh, the voice Shaking. might... might start to get a little quiet at certain points so just stay with us so we're joined by the captain of the churchers one of the all-time great bbhl defensemen and now the best forward in the bbhl <laughs> brandon runnings how does that sound sounds good sounds like a joke i made last year and it turned out to be partially true <laughs> oh okay last year right this year, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> and we've touched on that a little bit. We're going to stay away from the ripping on Brandon for this episode. We've done enough of it. And when you say we, you mean you, right? Yes, <laughs> I, I will take ownership of that. Um, Brandon, I want to talk quickly. We're going to start off, as we always do, with whenever we have a captain on, talking about the draft a little bit. So I think that for you, it'll be a pretty quick segment because you have the same fucking 11 guys every year. But not true. that... About okay, five well, of I mean, the same guys, I think. Five. No? Are you really going to challenge this? Brandon, uh, I, I, I can ask any okay. BBHL player. It's the same guys I mean, in Lavender same, every uh, single it's season. It's the same 16 guys. I, I, I put, I put, 20, I put 20 guys on paper, and I got 12 of them. So <laughs> That's impressive. There you go. <laughs> okay, can well. I guess the, can I guess the two that you didn't? Yeah, but we'll, we'll save that uh, for, uh, right. for off air. I don't believe you, actually, but. Brandon, um, Sean Sproul had the first pick. You traded with him to get that first pick, so you can um, choose Boy Wonder, Jason Quinn. How did that work out? Um, what were the negotiations like? Was Sean a tough negotiator? He knew you wanted that number one pick. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say Sean was necessarily a tough negotiator because he definitely didn't have as much leverage as he thought. Um, I think everyone knew who he wanted with his first pick, so at the end of the day, it was kind of a... Uh, tit-for-tat arrangement we didn't really uh, negotiate that hard it was just almost understood that we would uh, we would make it happen so that's what happened there's a little bit of insight into uh, how the first round works interesting um your second pick you got matt tav 14th overall the last pick of the second round were you expecting him to fall that low uh no but we didn't uh, we didn't rule it out we weren't exactly sure who would step up and take tav but uh we're happy that he felt us he's performing quite well so far currently tied for first in the league in scoring i think and probably the highest points per game in the league yep. at this moment so it seems like a really good pick you got uh, our friend here banger 19th was that who you were expecting at that spot too 
Uh, yes, actually, that was uh, penciled in. Al LeMay wouldn't, uh, wouldn't let me pass him up, so <laughs> he's on the team. Isaac, you want to talk about the uh, fourth-round pick? Um, I don't really want to touch on the fourth-round pick, but, Brennan, I will ask you what happened in the lead-up to that fourth-round pick. I've been told by other sources that perhaps you had forgot about a player who I had penciled in on the preseason Churchers. How, how did that go down? Was there a distraction <laughs> of some sort? Uh, you know what? I don't really have anyone to, uh, to blame here but myself. Um, I just, uh, you know, had two players in mind and uh, had two picks uh, in reasonable close proximity, and I just assumed I would get both of them. I unfortunately forgot that uh, Churcher's, uh, Churcher's East was uh, in between my two picks. You're referring to the Kingsman, of course. Oh, the Kingsman, yes. So it's, it's funny because, I mean, I know Banger and I have heard another version of this story, and what you're saying doesn't exactly match up to what we've heard. You sure That's this is your, your final? Because, I mean, I, do you want to explain this one, Banger? Brandon, what's been told to me is that, right directly from the source, is that you were too distracted by Al in your ear about drafting John Papa <laughs> later in the draft <laughs> that he distracted you. You forgot about Evan, and then you panicked. So you ended up picking Trevor, which, I mean, hasn't been, has been a bad pick so far. He has three goals on yeah, I mean, look, four uh, or five shots, but <laughs> that's what I heard from on you net. and from Alex LeMay. Look, Al, uh, you know, Al, uh, Al's for, it was Al's first draft. Um, <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail uh, about that. that uh, we'll deal with that internally. Wow, okay, I mean, we're, we have you here to deal with it externally, but that's fine, deal with it yeah. internally. That's the boring way of doing it, but so be it. Um, how much of a help was Al? I, I, look, by, by judging on your roster, I mean, you got Tim, Flood, Boyer, Thorne, all these Churchers vets. seems like he just facilitated things for you and let you do what, whatever you wanted. You seem to really be ruling with an iron fist here. He didn't get any of the guys he wanted to get, it seems. I gave him uh, Isaac. No? That's really kind of you. <laughs> the guy you won with last year? Right. Yeah. No, um, Al, uh, Al was my, uh, my negotiator, and he did a great job negotiating, uh, negotiating some small deals to get me into the right windows to get the guys I wanted. And uh, that's, uh, that was Al's biggest contribution, to be honest. So you're, you're referring to some of the guys that you wanted and that you got. What are some of those? Who are some of these guys? And I'm specifically looking in the 70s right now. You traded your pick to the Kingsman, who then selected your brother, and Logan back to back, two of the guys that you that you played with and you won with last year. What 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 went through your head there? Like, was there thinking that you would still have one of them available, or is it just a a, a missed uh, opportunity? No, I mean I think uh, what it comes down to is that we really needed Chris Thorne on the team. Um, I had to move up uh, in the earlier round to secure Thorne. Um, obviously, after Quinn's championship run last year, he. Um, Let's just say things have been going to his head a little bit. Um, and actually, I just need somebody to keep him in check. I mean, to be honest, it's it the is sheriff. what it is. The sheriff, yeah. The captain. We hear Thorne has been doing just that, keeping Skipper, him in check. Skipper? I think that Chris we'll... Thorne? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on then, um, you, had, you went fifth round. You went Matt Griff's goalie. I know uh, you usually go goalie either extremely early or extremely late from past seasons. What was the method here? What was the plan? Um, this is a little bit of a, uh, 
I don't know, tough, tough sell here, but... Uh, We're off the record, Brandon. <laughs> on the record, I had three guys for the two spots, um, and I got two of them, so... Can you, know. you share who the three were? Uh, Trevor, Griffs, and Evan McRae. Okay, predictable. That was, okay. The, uh, that was the trio I was looking at. Me and Al were not quite sure if we wanted to, uh, we'll call it punt goalie or not, and uh, when push came to shove, we decided we wanted... Uh, we wanted some solid goaltending back there, and uh, hopefully we're going to get it for the rest of the season. Okay. seems like you were able to fill in your defense pretty well in the middle rounds there with Tim, Flood, Boyerchuk, who's been very solid in his return, and Thorne. Um, I heard rumors from one of the insiders that num- pick number 80 was of great discussion, and there was a lot of trade talk about people going to you looking to get that pick to specifically pick the guy that you picked and that would be Blackjack Matt Virginie. Is there any truth to that? Uh, Matt Virginie, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say he is probably the most coveted player in the bottom three rounds in the entire league. I mean, this guy just brings it every week, week in, week out. All out effort. The guy does not stop. 40 years old, flying out there. Running into people, Flopping sliding like a all fish. over the place, <laughs> wielding his stick like a weapon. That fish mentality. True. What else could you ask for from your 12th round pick? It's interesting to me that you went, including yourself, six straight forwards. Sorry, five straight forwards, a goalie, forward, five straight D. And then you finished up with your three forwards. Was that how you, you were expecting? I, kn- I know that these Ds that you'd like, you got Timbo, Flood. Um, Patone, Thorne, Boyer as your decor, they usually fall in that range. Were you banking on those guys being your guys there and them filling the voids that you needed for your team? Uh, yeah, I mean, more or less. I think we went with a, uh, a value sort of base draft strategy, and the best value on defensemen was in the middle rounds. Um, I think uh, in the middle rounds there were some very good defensemen that were going to be that were going to be still available, and we uh, put ourselves in a position to uh, to draft a few of them. Just to close up, how do you feel about your team right now? Uh, cautiously optimistic. Um, we've had some uh, some struggles so far. We get uh, inconsistent uh, goaltending. Uh, we've had a couple uh, couple spare goalies uh, play for us. Uh, we've had a couple uh, a couple different lineups. Seems like we have a different lineup every week, including tonight. So. We'll see how it goes, but we've been competitive in uh, more or less every game, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm confident we can uh, we can make some noise in the playoffs. Well, I'm uh, I'm happy that one of us is confident about our team, Brendan. Is that Hanfield? No, that that was you. It sounded like it was you. Between me and you. Yeah, exactly. So yikes, tension. (laughs) We're gonna move on to the next segment now, and it's something that I'd like to call story time theater. So we're going to go through some of the stories that have... We're going to need Brad to give us a new intro for Storytime Theater, aren't we? We're going to go over some of the stories that we've accrued over the first couple seasons, or in Brandon's case, the lifetime of the Churchers. And I'm going to start with one that's very dear to my heart. It was my first game of the 2016-2017 season. I just came back from, uh, from... living in Denmark, and it was my first game of the season after Christmas. I show up during pregame warm-up. I'm, I'm all decked out in my green shorts and my, my purple top. 
And so we're warming up and, you know, like I'm nervous. I'm, I'm still pretty young. It's my first full year in the league. And Chris Thorne, while we're standing around the net, comes up to the, the team. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Referring to me. I got my hair tied up. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and that for me was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know whether to, what to think of this guy. Like, that was, that was your welcome to the BBHL moment. That was my welcome today. to the BBHL moment. Chris Thorne calling me out, asking who the hell I was. And then later that game, when Brandon was out injured, making me play defense, which I had never done in my life because he thought uh, <laughs> I was a defenseman. Oh, I was injured? Well, you allegedly that's never happened. You allegedly couldn't take face-offs that year if you asked right. a certain guy. Right. So having you on D seemed like the natural option. I don't know. Thorne was the de facto captain at that point, and... And the sheriff, so so he called the shots. Yeah, Thorn uh, Thorn's been calling the shots for the Churchers uh, for a long time, and that might be why we won last year with uh, with him uh, out of the league. So fucking uh, skiing in the Alps all season long. Skiing in uh, Utah or some something. Oh, here they have good mountains over there. I remember my first game with the Churchers actually in the in the summer season. Um, I started on the first line. I'm really proud of this. I was actually playing forward back then. Um, nice. was an, I'm an ice hockey forward, so it was natural that I would try that first. I had at left wing Ryan Rourke, <laughs> cancer himself, and Sounds at like center Jason Quinn. So two really high skilled players, obviously. So what they told me on the bench before we started: All right, Hanfield, what you want to do? We want you to be the net front presence. Oh, but also be the first back checker. Make sure you're always breaking up plays in the neutral zone. And whenever you get the ball, just send it to us. No matter how hard you can, no matter where it is, just send it, we'll get it. And then go to the front of the net. Buddies want me to be the fucking first back checker and the net front presence and playing defense while they're just moseying about at the fucking far blue line. It was the most ridiculous line combination. I was, I think I was swapped to defense uh, a couple you games after that. You guys all right-handed shots? We're all right. Yeah, all right. Who was yeah. responsible for those lines? Sense, right? I don't want to point fingers, but uh, for the viewers, to the man to my left, uh, you, you, would, you would know that I'm a, I'm a tinker. I'm an experimenter. A tinker. So, you know, it was it was the first game. We were trying things. Yeah, out. we were trying. Weren't you on defense that game, actually, Isaac? I may have been on defense. Um, that, I mean, that first summer season was just... It's just a blur. It was a blur. And you know what? The one thing that I remember from that season, it has nothing to do with the ice or, or with our play on the ice at Kirkland Arena, but it has to do with our email thread <laughs> for that team. You know how you have like your group chats, you have it on Messenger now. We had an email thread, so I would get six emails a day from Ryan Rourke just saying one-word answers, and we were like... like is this is this 1995? John Carlin had a dot AOL <laughs> email email hashtag like. On, on, I don't want to be a meme here, but it was a big time boomer move by these fucking old fucks over here. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. These guys are sending emails every ten minutes. Stop filling out my inbox. I don't give a shit. What do you want me to say? Gab is in charge of all church or social Gab media. Gab was not on that yeah. team, was Gab's he? On PCU. Was he on PCU? No. No, he Gab was. was he, he was on that team. Oh, was, sadly, okay. that's why we fell apart. Yeah. Um, so actually, one other thing on that season, we had a lot of locker room drama, didn't we? Two guys that aren't in the league anymore. I'll say their first names only: Dave and Mark. Um, a lot of heat between those two in the locker room, and as well as some other beefs as well. Can you touch on that? Uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a banner season for uh, team uh, team morale. Um, 
got some uh, some new guys uh, on the team. Uh, some guys that maybe uh, I didn't do the best job of uh, reining in, <laughs> let's say. But uh, I believe I just said uh, to uh, the uh, several new guys in question, just don't listen to a thing that guy fucking says. <laughs> We're talking and about initials are RR. Is that fair to say? You've already uh, mentioned his name, so I mean, the bus, yeah. the bus sure is fully the cat's there. out of the bag here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Dave and Mark had uh, had their issues. I think that was more uh, outside of the uh, locker right. room uh, or the off-ice issues. Oops. So, but, uh, you know, it uh, is what it is. You referred to reining those guys in. Now, I'm going to touch on one guy who you did rein in <laughs> very well in the championship season. And that would be Logan Brett. Now, mm. Logan... You know, this guy's, a, this guy's a bit of a wild card. He plays super hard. He, he just does everything for the team to win. But I think that was maybe your crowning accomplishment last year, reining Logan in and, and getting him to buy into the church or attitude of, you know, team first and not individual. Because you know what? He's a big personality. He's a big individual. Big hater of the podcast. Um, but we'll touch on that uh, later on. He Brennan, loves draft talk. <laughs> any, anything else to say about Logan? Well, I mean, I think it was uh, it was pretty obvious that Logan was feeling himself last year. He scored uh, probably one of the uh, top three goals of the season. A little uh, toe drag, short side roof job on, if I'm not mistaken, Brad, Brad? Johns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he uh, he kind of uh, fancied himself as a uh, a skill player there. Um, Going into the playoffs, I had to uh, to set uh, set him straight. Um, you know, he's looking at us old guys standing around in the first game of the playoffs, and he was trying to bring uh, a little more intensity, let's say, by uh, gallivanting all over the floor, leading the rush, trying to do what uh, what we asked Hanfield to do a few years ago, which would be the first guy up, first guy back. Um, but that just wasn't uh, wasn't going to work with uh, with the Churchers' playoff mentality, uh, which is play for the tie in the round robin. So I kind of just had to uh, to rein him in, and uh, it worked out. How exactly did you rein him in? What did you personally do to rein him in? I yelled at someone to rein him in, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that someone reined Logan in. Well, it seems to have worked for the Churchers. I mean, last year was a great season. Um, I do want to touch on, on my first full season with the Churchers again and just kind of clarify a certain event that maybe led to the downfall of that season. Um, we spoke to Chris Ratcheff on the first episode of the podcast about a certain event that happened in the semifinals where the ball seemed to come loose from Chris's glove and Richard Church shoveled it into the net for the game-winning goal. Whose fault was that? Because Chris claims innocence, and I'm, I think you're going to claim innocence as well. But uh, Yeah, I mean, look, I, uh, I'm not going to say I didn't demand for the ball because I did. Um, the problem with it was that Chris gave me the ball about four seconds after I had demanded for the ball. So you can uh, so assign, assign blame how you, how you wish, but normally when my goalie passes the ball to a forward on the other team, I would say that he's at least partially to blame. Isaac, I actually heard that uh, Brandon and Chris haven't spoken since the incident. Is that right? Yeah, that's kind of honestly fucked up when you consider the fact they're they're fast friends, close friends for years. And teammates last year. Teammates last year. Oh. That must have been an awkward <laughs> year. It worked out. We both had something to play for. We both had motivation last year. So it worked out for us. 
Brandon, we've heard a lot about um, the habits of your perpetual first overall pick, Jason Quinn, about how he loves to leave teams at the most opportune times. This guy will take his private jet, fly about while you guys are in the middle of a playoff run, finals. It doesn't matter to him. He has his own ego. He has his own agenda. Can you tell us a story or two about uh, what Jason may have done here? Uh, I mean, uh, he knows what he did. <laughs> can you elaborate? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I can elaborate. Um, a few years ago, uh, when we moved to, uh, I believe it was six teams from uh, from four, there were a few new players that came into the uh, into the BBHL that year. Um, several of which uh, were brought in by uh, Churchers players, say me and Gab. Um, and uh, what, what people really didn't know was that Dave Sabini, despite never having played hockey before... We weren't supposed to mention his last name, but... Sorry. ...was, uh, was actually quite good. Um, and I'll, I'll say that we ended up uh, drafting what I would consider the greatest team in the BBHL draft history that year, mostly because we got a bunch of new players that no one really either gave respect to or thought were good. Um, and we ended up uh, running, uh, running, I think, a 19 or 20 game unbeaten streak. And we brought that into the finals. And unfortunately, um, Jason Quinn decided uh, that was a good time to fly down to Florida and play some golf <laughs> for whatever reason. And uh, that was the end of the uh, the perfect season. I mean, we were uh, we were basically untouchable, even in the finals. Um, we dominated the game, but we couldn't solve Matt Constantakis, which uh, which led to the second uh, runnings Ratchev or the first runnings Ratchev incident, where I, the following year I drafted Matt Constantakis ahead of Chris Ratchev. It must have ruffled uh, some feathers. That, on the that did ruffle some feathers. We uh, went uh, probably a year without uh, without talking at that point. So really, I mean, to my credit, uh, the Churchers did uh, go farther than the Punishers that year. I don't think the Punishers even made the semifinals with Quinn and Ratchev on the team. So wow, they really think they uh, poaching they got they got what they deserve. Hmm. Interesting, Brandon. Yeah. You have one last story for us about uh, Churchers lore, or. Uh, any anyone that you wanted to mention? Uh, I think we'll save that for the uh, for the return. Y- you're, the you're, podcast. You are. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not allowed back. Not back. I had to. I had to. Uh, Isaac was vehemently against having you oh, on. Oh really? I had to fight tooth and nail to give you a chance. You thought it'd sound like a fucking library if you came about. So you don't have the story. How, you might how want to say so, now. How is it so far? So far, so good. We'll, we'll let it's, the listeners uh, decide. I guess. It's going. It's going. All right. Okay. No, no, that's it for uh, that's it for story time. I really want to get into time. the uh, I really want to get into these all star teams. All right. Well, I'm glad. There you go, Isaac. Glad. Great, great plug, a, Brandon. Is that a lead in? That's a great lead in. Um, so what we want to do next is give our first, second, and third all star teams for the first half of this season. Now, we're going to do it a little bit differently to give everyone a fair shake and to give maybe the lower drafted players a chance over some of the superstars. So what we've done is we've made our all-star teams so left wing center right wing two defensemen and the goalies uh overall the top three and we're going to do that for the captains to round four one team round five to round nine for the second team and round 10 to round 14 for the third team 
So Ryan, do you want to get us started with the uh, with the first team? Thanks, Isaac. So for my first team all-star, I'm going to go on the right wing with Matt Tav. He's killing it this year. I think he's an easy choice right there. Brandon? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good pick. I had uh, Tav as my uh, first line honorable mention with his, uh, I believe, 14 points in five games. Um, I actually went with uh, Ryan Gore, uh, leading what I thought was going to be a disappointing Kingsman team to mediocrity so far. So Mediocrity. Far better than the Churchers. Go ahead, Isaac. Well, I think you guys hit the nail on the head with both of these guys. I'm going to do the tiebreaker here, and I'm, I'm going with my line mate at certain times of season to have Gore. I mean, you can't go wrong, but uh, I think we're, we're going to settle on Tav for that one. Now at center, uh, center was a little bit tough for me. Um, I got to go with my boy from the Blazers, Matt Yanavalli. Seven goals in six games, or eight goals in seven games. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, this guy's just lighting the lamp, not passing very much. Um, but as long as he's not on the wing, he's my pick. I heard John Papa is suffering from that lack of passing. But, he is. Um, at center, I'm going to go TJ. I think you can't ignore that production. Right. 12 points in seven games. Um, he's doing really well. Brandon? Uh, yeah, I'm going to tie break this in favor of uh, Yano. Uh, seven goals in six games. Uh, one assist. He's uh, pulling the, uh, the Quinn. This coming from the guy who said he was going to lead the league in assists this year. All right, we're going to head over to the left side. Uh, for me, I, I hate to go with my own team again. Ryan, you're going to love this answer because you just love this guy so much, Jason Quinn. Uh, you know, he's top three in points again. You just can't stop this guy. I, I was actually looking for other options besides Jason, but literally nobody plays right left wing in their first four rounds or captains. Um, so I reluctantly have to go with Jason here. You know, two points per game. Yeah, he's doing really well, I guess. Brandon? Uh, yeah, we're going to make it uh, a trio. Of surprise, wins. surprise. Bah, uh, left, wing, uh, left wing is a little bit disappointing in the top uh, four rounds so far, so we'll leave it at that. Shout out to uh, A's Goat SK. Uh, he is a left wing, so Ryan, you forgot about he's him. He's like, yeah, he's the other one I was thinking of. He was, he's one of like two left wingers in the first five fucking rounds. All so. right, what are we doing defensively here, Ryan? Defensively is tough because nobody's really establishing themselves as the front runner for defense points. If you guys have four, five, six points here, I, mean, I don't think I'm on, anyone has six points actually, but there's not really one clear cut guy. I think that I am going to go with Stroom Daddy though, in any event. He's uh, doing really well, consistent player. He'll be my first defense pick. Who's your second one? We'll go right to that. Right to that. You're really putting me on the spot <laughs> here. Um, I'm going to go Chris Dells. Not, the, not necessarily a ton of offensive production. Five points, which is pretty good. And he's obviously one of the best defensive players in the league, so he's my other choice. I can't uh, disagree with either of those. Um, I will give a shout-out as one of my picks to Eric Spensieri. Um, he's proved this year that maybe he's not as much of a cancer as everyone thinks. Uh, he's maybe a forward defense. But you know what? I really... I ripped on Spen the last episode, and, and I, he I heard about it all game uh, with the A's. So I got to go with Spen. My second one is Ryan Petuli. Easy pick. Uh, his team's doing really well, and he's leading the charge. Uh, yeah, so it might be a little more difficult to come to a consensus here on the uh, defenseman picks. Um, I do have Arpat as, uh, as one of my two, so I think that'll probably lock okay. him in uh, on the first team. And my uh, second defenseman, um, I hate to say it, but with uh, a defensive leading six points while also being on the team with the fewest goals against, uh, Justin Romeo is way outperforming uh, his draft status, which was way outperforming his actual talent level. So 
Romeo for me. You know what, Brandon? I, I think I'm going to break the tiebreaker. I'm told my Eric Spencieri pick is not legal. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Romeo. Uh, we had him on last week. He wasn't very good on the podcast, but he's been uh, very good on the ice this year. Agreed. Um, and do we have a, a goalie consensus as the first? Uh... Hard, hard to ignore, Bradis. I mean, I know I know that we want to yeah. do the goalies based on draft value, but even then, first over, yeah. first pick, it's uh, easy. No, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Raris as well. A very uh, Punisher centric uh, back end for me. Okay, can't disagree with that. Who are our two Ds? Delia, Romeo, Arpat. Which two got the knowledge? Ryan uh, Patuli and Romeo. Okay, good. Okay, we're gonna move to the second uh, team now. So rounds five to nine. Anyone who's drafted in that range. Um, we talked about this guy a lot on this on the show, and this is our center, or at least my center for the second team. The renaissance of Mike Viglas. Uh, he's put up a lot of points. He's he's the play is always tilted in their favor when he's on the ice. So he's my he's my pick at center. I agree, Isaac. He's an easy choice at center. Um, there's a lot of good players here, a lot of good centermen, but he's been doing really well. Eight points so far, Brandon. Right uh, yeah, I have to uh, to agree. I had Vigilis as my uh, second team center. Um, I was asking who was going to score uh, on the Ducks before the season, and it uh, doesn't look like Vigilis is the answer to the goal scoring problems. But he is uh, creating uh, scoring chances for his teammates with seven assists so far. All right. So who are you going with on the right side? Uh, on the right side, you're going to have to correct me if this guy is not playing right wing, but uh, Domer. Six points in five games. Stole my answer. Pretty, uh, pretty impressive so far. The Blazers are performing well. Um, they got him off uh, off of defense for whatever reason, and he's uh, he's doing well. So, Domer it is for me. I'm I'm gonna disagree with that. Um, not that Domer's hasn't had a good season, but uh, his goal last week was definitely illegal. Um, so I'm not counting that in his stats. I gotta go with uh, rookie of the year candidate John Toddy on the right side. Uh, Punishers are very good. Toddy's. Uh, far surpassing his, uh, his draft uh, status at this point. So I got to go with Toddy. Ryan, you're agreeing with Brandon on this? I'm going to go with Dom Sodi as well. He's doing really well up front, uh, surprisingly well. I know he's a great ice hockey player, but uh, he's really being effective. I, I, I'm, I mean, he must be playing right wing. I mean, they have I a lot so. of left wings. So. Yeah. Um, at left wing now, switching gears, I'm going to go with Mike Batty. I think it's an easy, easy choice. Pick. Easy yeah. choice, man. This guy is killing it. He's doing awesome on the Kingsman. Yeah, agreed. I... Uh Looking at the stat line, I, I'm questioning if he isn't paying off Cam right now. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't, I can't confirm that or deny that. Um, <laughs> defensively, who we got? For me, there's one easy one. Ben brought him up on the first show. I didn't know he played defense. He's playing defense, and that's uh, Shane Pollard. Uh, Interesting. Very done a very good job so far this year. Uh, my second, we played him last week. I'm, as you know, terrified of the guy. Uh, Stone Cold Steve, Steve Finley. Boys? Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with the, uh, the Finley take. Um, he's been very good for the Blazers for uh, two seasons now. Um, and my second, uh, second defenseman on the second team, I'm going to go with uh, Steve Richko. Not sure if I pronounced that right, but uh, Ryan can probably uh, let me know if that is correct as he's a teammate of Steve's this year on the Kings. I think it's Steve Ritzko. Yeah. Ritzko? Yeah. Right. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, I'm going to go easy choice here for me on the left side. Gablavera. This guy is killing it. New PCU player. He's doing awesome. That booming clapper has already resulted in, I think, five points, if I saw correctly. And along how many, with how the, many wins? 
that's not important in an all-star how many, teams. How many points that weren't added <laughs> after the fact? Probably zero, but <laughs> I mean, all of them. Wait. Um, and the other guy, I'm going to go with Steve Ritzko as well. He's doing awesome, producing offensively, doing great defensively. I, he might be the oldest guy in the league, too, which is all that much more impressive. So we're settled on the Steves here. Steve Finley and Steve Richko, we can uh, agree on that? Yeah. I guess so. Okay. Let me try to get Gab. Um, Goalie-wise, we're going to switch it up a little bit because there's only, I think, one goalie in the middle five rounds. Um, so I'd say the second-best goalie overall this year has been Ratchev. Uh, he's carrying a very, very mediocre team um, to the point where they're a contender at this point. So Chris Ratchev, we had him on the show. Great guest, great guy, great goalie. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Uh, agree with that. 27 save shutout last week, just to uh, to put an exclamation point on his uh, nomination to the second All Star team. I was thinking another direction, but you guys make some great points, so I will forfeit my original answer. I'll keep him for the third All Star team, and I'll agree with Ratchev. He's keeping that team afloat for sure. Okay, we're going to the third team, rounds 10 to 14, um, and we'll start on left wing. Uh, for me. At this point, this is the easiest pick of the entire uh, All-Star team nominations, and that's Blackjack, Matt Virginie. Uh What can we say about this guy? We've said enough. I'll, I'll pass it over to you guys right, right away. Uh, as much as I love uh, Matt Virginie, I'm going to uh, disagree with that take. I'm going to go with, uh, I believe it's pronounced Rob Gutman. Plays for the Ducks. I, I, I didn't um, think that was a tough name to pronounce. I, uh, <laughs> all like I hear is, uh, is good things about this guy in the Band-Aids locker room. Uh, apparently he's lighting it up. So without uh, doing too much research, I'm going with Gutters. On, uh, I mean, so Gutters. So you, you, know, you know his nickname, Gutters. Is you can, you nice. can <laughs> The gutter ball. I'm pretty sure Gutman plays right wing because he shoots right. Um, but I mean, look, well, we can. We'll, we'll let that one slide. Right. Okay, perfect. Uh, my left wing choice is personally, um, he hasn't put up a ton of points, but I've been really impressed with his play. Sandro Tichirpani. He's been a force. He's played forward and D. Former Churcher. Former Churcher. True. He's gone on to Greener Pastures. Um, he's been doing really well. I know he only has one point, one goal this year, according to the stats, anyways. But I've been really impressed with his, with his game on the floor. Okay. Um, moving to the middle of the ice. Um, for me, it's it's a pretty easy pick. I, I think this guy's supremely underrated. Um, he he plays with TJ, which is one of the most difficult jobs potentially in the league. Um, and that would be Dave Sabra from the Blades. Uh, I hear a lot of great stuff about this guy on the floor and in the room. So I'm going with him. Yeah, I uh, also had Dave Sabra uh, as my uh, third-team center. Uh, two goals, one assist, so uh, pretty uh, average production so far. But uh, every time you watch him, he's out there. He's working his ass off up and down the ice, making up for uh, some of his, uh, we call them lazier teammates' uh, <laughs> effort level. So, yeah, Dave Sabra. Makes a lot of sense. Sabra is my choice as well. Clean sweep at center. He's doing great this year so far. A lot of work ethic. Over to right wing. I mean, I was going to say Gutman on right wing. That was my choice there. He's doing great. Four points, I think we said. So that's that's my selection there. Isaac? Um, I got to give a shout-out. I really don't know what side this guy plays. Uh, Ryan, you would probably be, be better to tell me this. Yeah. But uh, Nick Matt. Nick Matt seems like he's improved. He works really hard. Uh, and he seems like his hockey skills uh, have improved over the summer. I don't know if he's been, if he's been uh, 
hitting the gym or playing street hockey. Uh, I don't know. It seemed to work. Yeah, he's been left wing all year. He's doing really well. Okay. <laughs> right, I'll put him on right wing then. Yeah, that's fine. Brandon? I had uh, from the Punishers, uh, Thomas Ribeiro. Uh, Good pick. Two goals, two assists. Um, providing a little bit of secondary scoring uh, for the Punishers. So, Is he playing D, though? I saw him play D at least a couple games. It's possible. I don't uh, I think it's a hybrid. pay that much attention to uh, all the other games, but mm. I've seen him on forward uh, several times. So. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Uh, my 2D, um, a current and a former teammate. Um, Going to go with Logan Brett. Uh, I don't think he's put up the same amount of points as he uh, as he had last year, but he's he's uh, he's doing a good job. He was reined in. He was reined in, uh, and the second guy, player picked right after Logan uh, by my team, Dan Batone. Uh, I think he's been really solid. He's chipping in with some offense, um, and I love the towel. Uh, yeah, I also had uh, Dan Patone as uh, as one of my third team uh, defensemen. He's been uh, solid so far. I think our most consistent uh, defenseman on a week to week basis. Um, with my second uh, pick for uh, defenseman, I had Zach Zemokal. Oh yeah, uh, he played player. the Blazers uh, twice. He's been uh, he's been very good. He's an aggressive defenseman out there, but he gets the job done. So, so Isaac, you, Isaac, you had Logan and Logan and Dan and Patone. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Dan Batone with my pick, okay. which should lock him into one of the spots. Yep. And I'm going to go Ev Dog, Tank Anderson. This guy is having a great season. Not a ton of production. I know that's usually what we look for in all-star teams, but his play top to bottom has been, has been really steady for the Punishers. So what's our consensus on this? Left, Ryan, we got uh, who do we got on left? So on left, we have Virginie Sandro Gutman. I think that two, two total wing votes for Gutman should lock him in okay. to, yep. to one of the sides. So we can uh, lock in gut. And then we'll lock in uh, Matt Virginie? That's not how this works. Okay. So let me have Virginie, Sandro, Nick Matt, and Ribeiro. Well, how, are we, how are we doing this? I, I like Trevor, I like Trevor Ribeiro. I, I'm okay with that. Thomas Ribeiro? Is it Thomas? No, I played, with this. I played a full season with this guy. I don't know his name. Yikes. <laughs> I think it's Thomas. It is. All right, we're going with Thomas Ribeiro. On D, we have Dan Patone penciled in. Mm -hmm. Who are we going with? I, I like the Zemical pick. I, th I think that's a dark horse uh, candidate there. I agreed. Oh, you, of course well, you yeah, agree. It was your, <laughs> it was your vote. I mean, yeah. All right. You know what? Yeah, that's a good choice. Okay. Zemical makes a lot of sense. So we're going to go Zemical and Patoni on D. In nets, I think the choice is clear. Very clear. Mark Major yep. playing above his, uh, his draft position. Renaissance season. Brandon... Good, uh, good friend of yours. You've played with him before. Yeah, no, agreed. The uh, major's been fantastic. Good. So to recap quickly, first team, left wing, Quinn, <coughs> center, Yano, right wing, Tav, on D, Romeo, and Arpat, in Nets, Vredis. Is that right? Yeah. That's a lot, of, uh, a lot of punishers, half punishers. Second team, left wing, Batty, center, Viglas, right wing, Dom Sodi, on defense, Richko and Finley, in Nets, Ratchev. Third team, Left wing, Ribeiro, center, Sabra, right wing, Gutman, and on D, Patone, Zemical, and Major between the pipes. I think these look, these look pretty good. This pretty makes good a lot teams. of sense. A lot of guys who are uh, performing really well. We're going to share these on, on our Instagram page, so um, like and subscribe. you guys can have those uh, available. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give a quick review of the BBHL box pool. So I know a lot of, a lot of our listeners have been clamoring to hear the updates. Uh, so I'm going to go through some of, the, some of the big winners and some of the big losers. Um, in first place right now, 89 total points. Um, a guy who 
would do a pretty good job of this because he's seen a lot of balls go by him. Uh, red light, Chris Ratchev. Um, spots two to five, we have some big BBHL nerds. Um, Ryan Patuli, 87, two points behind the lead. Followed by Nick Mags at 86, Al LeMay at 85, Ryan LeMay at 83. Uh, Drew Pellucci, he's not scoring on the ice, but he is in sixth in the pool. So that's good for Drew. We're going to go to the bottom. Um, and I don't know if this guy spends too much time in the penalty box um, or just mesmerized by Yano's quick-moving feet. Uh, Marty Beauchamp, 47 points. Yikes, Marty, come on. you, you got to wake up. <laughs> Um, and then the next three at the bottom, uh, I don't, I don't really understand this because they get to see these guys on a weekly basis. They're the goalies, Brad Johns, Mark Major, Mike Lip. That's, that was surprising to me. I thought, I thought they would have a good idea of who scores and who doesn't, but I guess not. They have the best seat in the house, truly. They do. And you think they could evaluate talent better than they are right now. So that's a little Absolutely. bit, a little bit troublesome. You know who can evaluate talent better? guy by the name of Bernie Bellini. He's got a company named Belvedere Maintenance, Canadian cleaning and maintenance company that provides a wide range of janitor janitorial services, commercial and industrial cleaning, and surfer room and lab sanitation throughout Montreal and Laval. They've been doing it for over 20 years. They have a ton of experience. They would be my first choice every single time. BelvedereMaintenance.com. Isaac, go ahead, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I just want to give the listeners a preview of next week's episode. Uh, if you have any uh, comments concerns uh questions for next week's guests please feel free to contact us on facebook or instagram um so our guests next week are, next week are going to be brad johns uh and sean spruill captain of the blazers well two captains right there um what we're going to do is we're going to give a, a trade deadline preview and potentially some mock trades uh we're going to give our mid-season team and league power rankings and we're going to go through some of the award races whether it's official awards from the bbhl or awards that we make up in our own head uh so we're going to go through some of those again if you have any any questions for our guests uh please feel free to to let us know call your bookie it's the bbhl odds makers welcome to the bbhl odds makers segment three games for next week the churchers are on by first game 4 p.m in the morning Punishers at Blazers, five and a half over under. Isaac, who you got? I'm going over. Uh, I know Redis is probably back next week, so I'm going over. Uh, I'm going with the Punishers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go under on that, and uh, I'm going to go with the Blazers. Ooh. I'm going to go over and Blazers there. Five o'clock game. Kingsman at Blades of Steel, five and a half over under. Ryan, I got to go with the home team here. I'm going with the Blades, um, and I'm going over. Um, I don't think Brad's a very good goalie, so I think he'll get lit up. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Kingsman, and I'm going to take the over. Uh, Kingsman are uh, playing a high-octane style, and uh, I think they're going to win it next week with that style. Much to the chagrin of the Blades, and probably nobody's surprised, I'm going to take the Kingsman here, and I'm going to go over. We're, we're scoring four goals a game, man. Unstoppable right now. Ducks at PCU, 6 o'clock. You know what? PCU's been the doormat. I am going with them this week. PCU are going to pick up their second win of the under season. Underdogs. Uh, but we're going to go under. Uh, I think both teams, uh, well, the Ducks play a good defensive game. Uh, it's going to be a close one. I'm going to say 3-2. Uh, Final score. 
I'm going to go with the uh, under as well, but I'm going to take the Ducks to uh, continue to win one goal games, 2-1. I'm going to go over here, and I'm also predicting PCU. I see a 5-1. Did I say over? Yeah. <laughs> I was seeing a 5-1 yeah, PCU over. win. I think so. Decisive PCU win. I think the Ducks are going to start having some chinks in their armor going forward here. What's your lock of the week, Isaac? My lock of the week is PCU. I don't know if that's a smart play, but... Uh, <laughs> it's a play. There's good odds that they're not going to win, so I'm going with them. Uh, my lock of the week will be the Ducks to go against Isaac. My lock of the week is going to be Blazers over Punishers. Bit of a risk there, but I'll take it. Thanks a lot for listening to BBHL Oddsmakers. Again, guys, check out BelvedereMaintenance.com for all your cleaning needs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to reach out to us. Give us some suggestions for what we should ask Sean and Brad next week. This was the BBHL Podcast with Banger and Hands. Follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at BBHL Podcast or email the guys at BBHL Podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, brotherhood.